This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. WABC Talk Radio 77. Bob James brings us back. I believe this was from his seventh album entitled Friends. It's so good that after all these years that we can share something more than just tears. Someone like you should always be around to lift up my spirits when they're falling down. It's very Indeed, it is wonderful to have a friend, and one of my dear friends is on the line with us on this Black Friday. She is known widely as America's caffeinated mom. Rhonda Schrock, how are you on this Black Friday? Well, I think I'm still caffeinating, James, after all that turkey and uh, the pumpkin pie. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Now, did you bake every, did you, what time do you start cooking for Thanksgiving? I know if there's one thing I'm guessing is that Rhonda is not ordering Thanksgiving Day uh, in uh, and the Thanksgiving meal in that you're actually (laughs) hands on with this. Am I right? Uh, Completely. My, My family would rise up and stage a coup. And so for, <laughs> they really would. They have come to expect the turkey with the full urban spice rub down, um, Aunt Iola's spice maple pumpkin pie, uh, the whole kablooey. They will not accept anything less than that. <laughs> I just love it, Rhonda. You know, um, th- that song that I played, Bob James, kind of fits you perfectly. Mm-hmm. I can always count on you. To oh. lift up my spirits when 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 they are falling down or when something's going on, mm-hmm. and you don't even know. Sometimes it's, you'll send me a picture, you'll send me an image that you are that that you have taken from from out there in what the liberals call flyover country, America's <laughs> heartland, and it's the most beautiful image. And just seeing it lifts my spirits, and that's what you do to people. You you bring spirits up for those people around you. Thank you so much. I I appreciate that, and it's my joy and my delight to encourage other people. I, I really love it, so I probably get more from it than other people do, actually. It's such a blessing to me. You know, one of the reasons I asked you to join us on this thing, we, we all are thankful on this, on this Thanksgiving weekend for many things, and you have a true story that I asked you permission if you would share it with our audience. Those people that are steeped in, in, in the Bible know the story of the prodigal son. 
it is rare to find someone that has kind of lived in a way that experience right now. And so let me just clear out of the way and 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 you tell us about your story. Well, yes, it is. I have so much to be thankful for this year. Uh, we all do. My family, my husband and I have six, have four sons. There's six of us in our, in our tribe. And the oldest son, uh, about the time he was probably a freshman in college, somewhere in there, he began, we, we started to see some very concerning signs. He started experimenting with well, he kind of started with tobacco and some alcohol, and then he slipped into marijuana. And for the next number of years, it was a spiral into the world of full-blown drug addiction, which culminated uh, in homelessness. We, we were raised, my husband and I were raised in the church, and we were faithful to raise our sons, you know, in our faith tradition, and we never saw that coming. He even went to his last two and a half years of college. He was in a Christian university. And, you know, James, when a person wants to make bad choices, they will make them anywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, What happened, I mean, it was excruciating to watch his implosion. And, I mean, this was over years. But what began to happen when, uh, you know, we prayed a lot, we leaned on our faith, we prayed all the time, and he just kept sliding further and further away from us and away from God, actually. So we, we took that opportunity, or God took that opportunity, to begin working in us. My husband will tell you that he parented with a lot of anger in those early years. Um, And his anger, you know, came from his own pain, his own wounding, just as our son's descent came from his pain and his wounding. And in clarity in recent years, he's been able to say it was bitterness. You know, I got bitter over things that happened to me, and that's what I chose to do with my bitterness. Well, there came a point. So while my husband parented from anger, I mean, we loved the boys ridiculously. But we still brought our own wounds into our marriage and our parenting. My probably greatest parenting failure was parenting from fear. And when that happens, um, you turn to control. So I would try to control him. I would try to control everything. And control and anger are antithetical to relationships. And so it really strained our relationships with him. Uh, Control is just so stifling and suffocating, and it pushed him away. Well, there comes a point when you realize as a parent that you actually have no control. Wow. And Yes, and that's a a turning point. And so for me, I hit a point where I had to either trust God all the way with this son of mine, no matter what God had to do to get him back. And that was frightening, but it was liberating. For my husband, he came to an actual moment in time where he was alone in his office one day, and he, this whole thing, his sorrow and his heartbreak over his son's situation was so overwhelming. And he saw that he could not control it. There is that word again. And he ended up on his face on the floor in his office crying out to God and giving up 
his whole entire life to God. And in that moment of time, it was a true miracle, James. All of his anger from his whole lifetime was just gone, just gone. Wow. And he got up from that floor, and he was a different man. He was a different father, a different husband. And when that happened, things in our family began to shift for the good. Okay. So over time, I mean, and still, and still we watched our son just sliding further and further and further. So you, Rhonda, you never lost hope, though. Or did you at some times just say, look, this is just, I just have to get my arms around the fact that we may be losing our son forever. Did you? I, I refused to that. I absolutely refused to that. Despair was too costly. It was a price I was not willing to pay. I just would not. I would not give in to that despair. And my husband was a little more inclined to go there. And I would say, "Hun." There is no actual reason for despair. It only looks like it. Mm. And I would not, I would not go there. By the summer of 2020, he was homeless, floating around in the homeless encampments in Texas. We had no way to get a hold of him. We did not have proof that he was still alive. But in my heart of hearts, I knew that my son was alive. And I had placed him so completely in God's care and keeping that even though I knew in my, in my spirit that he was in growing peril, I still was able to get up every day with peace in my heart and joy and be able to laugh and be happy and enjoy my life with my other three sons and my husband. But my husband began to say, I feel like I have to go down there and start looking for him. I just have to know that I tried to find him. And so in September of 2020, he and a very close friend of ours who was also self-employed took six days off of work. And those two men went down to Texas. And for six days in the Texas heat, they combed those homeless encampments. Um, they took his last known photo, which was a mugshot. I cannot tell you as a mother how excruciating it was to see that picture. But that's what they took. It was the most recent photo they had. They went through the homeless encampments, followed every tip, every clue, every lead, stepped over the used drug needles, over the feces, over the horror, and through the hell that is the homeless encampments. And they saw other people's children shooting up flopped over, passed out. And my son, my husband knew that somewhere in that misery was his, was his child. The day that they were going to fly home, I knew that they were going to spend every last spare second they could on the ground looking for him before they left. I was out walking on the road that day and God, God and I have a different relationship. He talks to me and I talk to him and he said to me, they will not find him, but it will do a greater work if they don't find him. And he hears that his father was there looking for him. When my husband came home that night and I picked him up at the airport, he was devastated. And he said to me over and over through his tears, I failed. I failed. And I said, you didn't fail. You did not fail. You, you you accomplished the mission. This will do the greater work. And one week later, 
It was about midnight. We were just about to fall asleep. And we got a phone call from a policeman, and he said, we have your son. He's here in the emergency room. He's pretty beaten up by the drugs. He has a serious infection in his leg, but we have him. And he said to, I could hear him from my pillow, and he said to my husband that night, I'm sorry to be so blunt, sir, but it's better that you get this phone call than the one that says we found a body. Wow. And I knew he was telling me the truth, and I knew what he was saying without him having to say all the words. Mm-hmm. Well, that was his turning point. Um, they finally held him long enough that he could detox and he could start to come into his right mind. And from there, um, I'm telling you, mustard seed faith is the most powerful thing in the world because mustard seed faith and the incredible efforts of an earthly father (laughs) moved mountains and opened doors. And our son, instead of doing hard time in prison, which he was looking at, he was going to prison, he was allowed to go to a rehab facility a long program, and in those 18 months, James, God got a hold of his heart. He began to change and heal and grow, and he just um, the other week, a couple weeks ago, had his official graduation from that program, and he is now on staff at that facility. Wow. A complete turnaround. A complete turnaround. I I spoke to him last night, um, and he wanted me to convey this message. He does not want to be put on a pedestal. He doesn't want people to think of him as some superhero. This is what he wants your audience to know, that the redemption that he found is available for anyone. Mm. Rhonda, that is just an amazing message. It, it is, and I. it was bloody hell walking through it. But, James, I used to tell him even before, even while he was still off in the wild, I would say, you know what, I'm so thankful for your journey, and this is why, because it's done so much good work in your dad and I. We are different people because of your journey. So what will it be like, Sud, when you return And you're partnering now with God instead of fighting with him. But because of his journey, James, I know for a fact, because I'm living in it, that it has changed the culture and the course of our family for generations to come. That was a high price to pay, but it was not too high. It was not too high for that kind of a gift. (laughs) I have to tell you, I am so grateful to you on this Thanksgiving weekend for you to share your family story and your story, your relationship story with God, with this audience. This is this is life. This is the real life. This is something that can bring hope to many more people than you or I possibly know. And it's mm. all worth it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Rhonda Schrock, America's caffeinated mom, my friend, my dear friend, wishing you the best this holiday weekend and in the days ahead in your family. And thank you, Rhonda, for being with us, and thank you for sharing. Thank you so much. It's so good.
It's bad.